Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This, this, this is an Intel Studios production. We're recording. I'm struggling. I'm struggling already. Even you don't think that any of us can hear. You think that by doing that weird thing with your mouth while you're eating it, that it's not making noises, but it is. Nobody can tell what's going on here. Can they? Only because my dog is now making noises. That's why I brought the dog in. I can hear that. Hear what? Me talking. You've got a mouthful of food. It's not any old food, though, is it? It's cold. <laughs> I'm eating ice I have, cream. I, I, I think and also because I've got headphones on that I can hear what everybody else at home can hear, which is eating noises, which is not good. You cannot hear the heating, heating noises. No, because okay. you're, you're, I mean, but listen, you're eating ice cream at the moment, but when you get down to the cone, I will... It's going to like, go crunchy, yeah. I around. will have to oh. just push it in your face. Yeah, well, you don't, you don't want to do that. We've been out for <sighs> because dinner. Because I really like you. We've just been out for dinner. Yeah. And I wanted a pudding. Yeah. But we had to come home and film and record this podcast. Yeah. And then I've made us both a cup of tea. I didn't know you wanted a pudding. Well, I didn't want a pudding there, but I did want something to finish off the, the thing. You what's, know. She, what's she doing? She's trying to dig into the ground. Carpet. Yeah. Do you know what? I think I forgot her HRT today. Really? This is what happens. Mm. The other thing is, Chester's having a gav. Yeah. And they've all had Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah. And they've left it out. Yeah, and, and she's, she's eaten it all. eaten a lot of Kentucky Fried Chicken. I'm going and to have to get her out. This is really poten- distracting. Potentially gallons of gravy. I'm going. Yeah. Come on, Bo. You take her out. I will eat this ice cream. Okay, one minute pause. Bo's had HRT. Yeah. She stopped digging a hole in the floor. This is, you know, what I used to feel like before I... Mm-hmm. Just used to want to just... Dig a hole in the just floor. Just disappear. Yeah. <laughs> While you were giving her those HRT tablets... Well done. I was trying to eat an ice cream so fast. Yes. That kind of got a bit... Yeah. My brain's gone... But you know what? You have done us all a favour. We can't listen to you eating. No one should eat on a podcast. We've ever. had formal complaints about me yeah. eating on the podcast. Like I think that's right, spots. though. I don't. I just don't think. And I think that you and I could both ha- have both in the past been guilty of like eating something and thinking that people can't hear us, and they can. It's mm. horrible. Yeah. Well, because um, we'd been to Scotland, I had an overwhelming desire for. Mackey's ice cream. Mm-hmm. Have we? I must have recommended Mackey's ice cream at some point, have I? I've got a feeling you have. Oh, it's good, so good. So if you want an ice cream and you've not mm. listened to the episode where I mentioned it, Mackey's ice cream. <laughs> that's the dog one. The, the dog likes it so much. He wants some. And an ASCII's cone. You need a, a, a you know a traditional cone. They're, they're made by a company called ASCII's. 
So I'll get a tub of Mackies and, and, and some Askies cones and then you can obviously chuck a flake in there as well. <clears throat> what is it about ice what, cream? really? Though? You chuck a flake in, you can make yourself a 99. Wow. Where I grew up, there was, a, there was an ice cream van that came around called Robinson's. Robinson's Ice Cream, it was called. They had three vans and they covered the Leyland area and they made their own dairy ice cream. So it wasn't vanilla, it was just dairy. It was fabulous. Don't really, you don't really see ice cream fans on the prowl anymore. Well, they just <laughs> on the prowl, <laughs> <laughs> looking for kids to sell <laughs> drugs to. Um, that was a joke for any ice cream van people out there that you know were offended by that. Um, but yes, a lot of them are Mr. Whippy, but Robinson's ice cream was not always been Mr. Whippy. <laughs> oh God, it's late. <laughs> It was a scoop. You got one scoop or two scoops or a 99, but wow. Next time we go to Leyland, I'll have to see if it's still there. I'll get you on. I want to come to Leyland. Have you ever been to Leyland? I have. I went to work, see But I've um, not taken Digger. you there. No. Okay. I'll get a tea. We're going. Um, anyway, that was nice, but we made a cup of tea tonight. Well, you made me a cup okay. of tea. You're amazing at that. I made a cup of tea. And um, I really wanted a biscuit with this tea. Oh. But your house... It's biscuit-free now. It's a no-biscuit zone. It's a no-biscuit zone. I used to have gold biscuits yeah, here a lot. Yeah, I've had to get rid of them because I just ate them all. Mm. And so, there's not... I can't eat one of anything. No, I've noticed that, yeah. Um, so the idea is you just don't have it in the house, but that means you suffer. You need to have a secret stash. But my mum... This is another reason why you can't eat on the job. You're belching all over the I place. I moved away from the microphone to do that. But um, we went to see my mum last week yeah, and my mum we gave us a shopping list. And one of the things on the shopping list was a packet of custard creams, remember? Mm. So I got her the custard creams. Oh, but next to the custard, my God. Yeah, next to the custard creams was something oh. called a crunch cream. No, they were off the charts. Who are they by? I think they're a McVitie's biscuit. They're just called... The, oh, <laughs> oh, God. Boys are back. Okay, hold on. Let me just yeah. go and pause. Pause it there. It's going to be one of those nights. Yeah. Dogs, teenagers, it's just everything is conspiring against us. Yeah, we're going to be interrupted several times, so yes. just bear with just us. Just bear with that. us. <clears throat> so, the crunch cream. Yes. Fox. Fox's oh, biscuit. Oh, is it? What it's else do they make? Foxes. Yes, glassy mints. Uh, I think they do make a fox's glassy mint. Yes, yeah, they but do. But they also do the party ring, which is... Yeah, I don't like that. You're kidding me, what? No, no I don't like it. The party ring is a what is brilliant it? biscuit. It's got nothing. It's got nothing to it. Where's the uh, cream? It's not, but it's got like that funny no. uh, icing sugary stuff on that. Oh my God, I love a party ring. It's like nothing. It's like a bit of hard biscuit with a bit of rubbish icing on it that doesn't even taste of sugar. I'm going to convert you. <laughs> Jesus, God, you're really rampant tonight. Um, <laughs> the girl would eat any biscuit. It's turning them down all of a sudden. It's incredible. Um, let me tweak the levels a bit. The worst for yeah, me, the like, worst yeah. for me is the gold biscuit that I really like. Yes. That is just, it's like, it's like a drug. What was funny last night mm. was that I opened a Caramac mm. and uh, I think there are eight sections to a Caramac and I gave Pip a section mm-hmm. and then I had two sections mm-hmm. and then I put the I put the other, which was about four sections left no, down three. in front of you. It was three sections. Three sections You looked left. at me and you went, like and looked at the section. You saw that, you but that isn't what I did. You did. You are, that is <laughs> confirmation bias right there. You're looking for stuff that doesn't even exist. You put it down exist. and you went right, like nod over. I put it down the... and then I thought, oh, I'll have another chunk of that caramac. Oh, it was gone, and I was like, 
Because you nodded at it and I went, oh, great, some Caramac. The good thing about Caramac is they're quite thin, aren't they? They're not like a massive yeah, blunk of very chocolate. very It's very Moorish as well. God, they were good. Anyway, the Crunch Cream is an oat biscuit with a vanilla cream. That's what I like about it, the oats. The oats, isn't mm-hmm. it? That's where the crunch comes from. Mm-hmm. And then I just Googled it just to check. And then somebody, you know, when, when you Google the bit of something like mm-hmm. Crunch Creams, mm-hmm. and the first thing that come up is, are Crunch Creams vegan? <laughs> And the answer to anyone asking that question no. is no, but they are suitable for vegetarians. And can you tell me how many calories they are per biscuit? Yes, I looked. I think it was like 79 calories per biscuit. Oh, that's not as much as I thought. That's a lot. Oh, for is one it? biscuit. Look up, look up um, gold bars. Okay, let's do this. We're on the spot, what scientific research. What are the research. calories in one gold bar? Calories biscuit. of... One gold bar biscuit. Gold bar. Biscuit? Biscuit? 95 calories in a gold bar. <laughs> but for, for you think about the size of a gold bar, though. It's a good-sized biscuit. The crunch yeah, cream's just a little circle. I felt like the crunch cream had more to it than more the density. gold. I mean, the gold bar biscuit's tiny. Mm. Yeah, it's anyway, small, but it? what it's telling us is biscuits are not good for our waistlines, and that is why there are none in this house. I would love a dunker, though, right now for no, the tea. Because what what would happen, mm-hmm. Michael, is you'd go and look for the dunker, but it still wouldn't be in the larder. And do you know why? The larder, how middle class am I? Mm. Do you know why? Go on. Because I would have eaten them all. <laughs> and even if we'd had them, they wouldn't be there because yes. I would have eaten them all. Okay, okay, I can't argue with that. Um, I want to talk about something. Yeah, great. Oh, sh- should we just finish? Should we just tell everybody how brilliant Tim Minchin was? Oh, yes. So we were in Scotland last week and we went to the Caird Hall to see uh, Tim Minchin. He was... He was so good. He was good, wasn't he? Yeah, and we met him beforehand and we were so starstruck. We were very starstruck. Yeah, I, could, uh, I didn't know what to say. I know. I was a bit like... I've never seen you awkward I, I or know. short for, for words. He is a genius though, right? Yeah, I mean, he's super talented. Like you talented. are in, in yeah. the sort of presence of genius. Yeah. It makes you go a bit funny. And he had very tight clothes on, so I was slightly mesmerised by his muscles. I thought you were going to say something else. Did you? <laughs> no, his muscles were bursting like out of this shirt. mesmerised by his you know? penis. Yeah. And you said something about him working out. Did I? Like, oh, yeah. I said, do you get time to work out? He was like, no, no, not at all. It's too busy. I was thinking, where's all them muscles coming from then? You must be working out all the bloody time. I can't grow muscles like that. What's happening? Uh, anyway, the concert was amazing. Yes. He was fantastic. His <clears throat> band are genius. Mm. I think they are still finishing their tour. Yeah, yeah, you can if still you get, get a chance yeah. to see, see them at mm-hmm. all, please go. Um, they are absolutely, it is absolutely brilliant. It's a fantastic show to watch. Yes. Um, I quickly want to say something about Ted Lasso that I've been watching series two with my son Chester mm-hmm. and um, a friend of mine said that um, he knew Roy from Ted Lasso. Yeah, Roy's, and, the, Roy's the art guy, right? And, yeah, Roy's the art guy. And um, I was like, please, will you get me a message? I'm not going to say a friend. Joel Domit yeah. knows Roy. And um, Joel and Hannah were here for lunch on Sunday and he was like, yeah, yeah, I'll get him to send you a message. I got this. Oi, Davina McCall. You might be a fucking legend, but pull yourself together. Don't be a prick. <gasps> I mean, if any of you watch <laughs> Ted Lasso, that it's made my life. I watch it at least five times a day. I'm definitely being a prick. You're not. No? No. Okay. 
Anyway, that made my life. It was so very Ted good. Lasso, series two, best thing I've ever seen. You've got to get into it, Michael. <clears throat> I, I do love Ted Lasso. No, yeah, but series like, two is so good, yeah. and it's so rare that series two is as good as series one, which I think means that we should start talking about Succession. Oh, series three. Um, which we have started watching. Yes, so I don't know if anybody knows about this. I mean, we've recommended it before in the past. It's um, the story of a kind of huge media empire owned by a company called the, the Roy family. Yeah, and is it um, loosely based? I think it's loosely based on, on the, the Murdochs. Murdochs. You know, he's got two sons and a daughter, as has Rupert, I yeah, think. Yeah, he does. Um, and they've all at some point been involved in his um, his media empire. And then, of course, Rupert Murdoch's tried to retire, I think, on several occasions and tried to find a succession. Su- successor. Successor. Um, and um, this is a drama about who is going to succeed him at the head of this company it, between his three kids and perhaps possibly other outsiders as well. The first two series were amazing. Yes, they were really, really good. good. Yeah, it was very gripping. The problem is when you've got to wait for a third series, you slightly forget what happened in the first yeah. and second series. So I've had to do a little recap for that. Mm-hmm. But I'm very glad it's back. It's got off to a very good start. It's been written by a How many called... eps have you seen? Oh, only one. Well, you um, see, I, I was we... interesting because I... It's a, they're only coming out one a week, so there was only I one available. I quite liked it. Yeah. Um, but, but the jury's out for me as to how I, how I feel about it in general. Because okay. I think the characters have become... They've, they've, they've changed slightly. Yes. All the personalities feel like they've changed slightly. And the script is now a bit funnier, but I'm not sure if that's taken away or added to it. Yes. <clears throat> well, what I would say is that we've tried to watch episode one twice. You fell asleep the first time and I fell asleep the second time. Not because it's boring, but because we were travelling or it was busy and we were trying to watch it at not such a so great time. So maybe we didn't watch it in its entirety. It properly. Yeah. properly. Okay, so episode two, we'll watch together, we'll come back to you. Um, but on another recommendation, if you are watching the um, Succession and you really enjoy it as Millions of people around the world are doing. My two good friends, uh, Jeff Lloyd and Sarah Barron, we've talked about Sarah and her, and her podcast, you know, that, um, oh, that drops I'm on WhatsApp. Oh, I'm loving the WhatsApp. Yeah, yeah, great, right? It's so good. Well, her and her husband have done a podcast called, I have to read this out, it's called Fire Crotch and Normcore, which was a, go- a, a joke in the second season of Succession where Greg, the, the cousin, calls them that. Um, Ah, um, I love Greg. Yeah, yeah, Greg's brilliant, right? He's such a great character. So um, they've got a podcast called Fire Crotch and Normcore. So the podcast drops every week after the episode, and you can kind of immerse yourself in the episode by listening to Jeff and Sarah talk about it along with a guest. And we have been invited on their podcast to talk about whatever oh, episode it is. That that's we... so exciting. Yes, so we are going to do that at some yeah. point, hopefully. Okay. Uh, if we can so we've got to keep up with, So we do have to keep up with what's going on. Okay. But there's a lot to talk about in succession because there's a lot of detail in it. There's a lot going on. There's this fam- fam- family dynamic going on. But it was also written by Jesse Armstrong, who wrote Peep Show, who is a comedy writer at heart, I think. But and is this is... only this series that's no, no, being written? He, he invented the whole it. Thing. He, he created it. Because... I haven't thought that the other ones are funny, but I feel like this one is mm. more funny. Yes, you said that. You said that. I think there's too much humour yes. in it. And it's, they've all started to feel a bit caricature It's diminishing... Yeah, the drama. The drama. But I, the, the, the jury's out, jury's yeah, out. Because yeah, yeah. I, I have really enjoyed the other two series, so I am looking forward. I will keep going. Yes, good. Um, I want to talk... I've got some books to recommend this Great. week. So I'm quite excited because I don't often recommend books. And the first one... 
I, can I be really honest? No. So the first one, right, yeah. was a cookery book. And uh-huh. I felt um, it was from Rochelle Humes, who's a friend of mine. Yes. But um, she's, you know, I don't know her that well, but I've worked with her mm-hmm. on, as a presenter on This Morning. And I have to say, people often put you together with another presenter. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they'll think, oh, they'll get on really well. And it will be very awkward. Mm-hmm. Me and Rochelle got on really well and I felt like we presented together mm-hmm. really well yes. I really 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 enjoyed working with her anyway she very very sweetly sent me her cookery book and I thought it's called at mama's table easy and delicious meals from my family to yours and I wondered you know she, mm-hmm. Michelle's 32 she's at a different time of life mm-hmm. is this going to be a book that's going to be relevant to me and it sat on my table for a couple of days and then I thought you know what? I'm going to have a quick look through and see if I can get any inspiration it's so good. Oh, is it? I really can't recommend it high enough. I've I've turned over some pages. Oh, yes. There's some really helpful hints at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I always feel that for me, cookery book really nowadays is more about trying to give me some um, just inspiration for different ideas because I always say you just get stuck in cooking the same 10 meals. Mm-hmm. Variations of over and over and over again. And I'm so guilty of that. Um, but she just has some really nice ideas. So there's a lovely halloumi fajitas um, that you can replace the halloumi with chicken if you fancy. But everybody seems to love squeaky cheese at the moment. She does like really nice kind of kids stuff. Mm-hmm. But it's not just kids for her little kids because she's got tiny ones. But my kids would love this stuff as well. So there's kind of picnic and on the move food. So we've got sweet potato quesadillas. Cheese and Marmite pinwheels. The cheese and Marmite pinwheels look amazing. Look at those rainbow wraps. You know, 10 minutes, Mm. um, 10 minutes prep time. Leftover roast chicken and veggie soup looks so nice and easy to cook. Egg mayo pitta pockets. Oh, yeah, they look good. Yeah. So many different kind of ideas of, mm-hmm. look, everybody makes egg mayo sandwiches, yeah, yeah. but give it to a kid in a pitta, mm-hmm. or even give it to me in a pitta, and I'm excited, because it's something a little bit different. There are so many different ways to consume our food and to make it interesting and keep it fun. Yeah. And I look to cookery books now, not to do the kind of huge dinner party mm-hmm. with the, all the complicated cooking, but just to just to change it up a bit, for mm. the love of God, you know. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Oh, God, it's a nightmare trying to keep food interesting. I mean, and she's, a... she's done bloody well, right? She's got 2.2 million followers on Instagram. Has she? She was in, obviously, the Saturdays, mm-hmm. which we forget sometimes because mm-hmm. she's become such an accomplished presenter that mm-hmm. we kind of forget she had an enormously successful career as a yeah. singer. She was also in S Club 8. She? Yeah. Quite funny. Not S Club 7, but S Club 8. Yeah. And she has started a phenomenally successful business called My Little Coco, which is um, a brand of small children's hair products, products, lots of hair products and stuff like that, but skin, body, and um, now lots of different kind of things because it's going so well. She's adding different things to her collection. But she's extremely accomplished, Mm -hmm. and she's 32. Like Wow. She's doing so That's well. She yeah. and she's a mama. She's got three kids. Mm-hmm. She's mad to Marvin. They look like they're incredibly happy. Yeah. She's like winning mm-hmm. at life. I've done her hair a few times. She's Have you? Very nice. Yeah, she's yeah. Such very a nice, nice person. person as well. Yeah. And just for anybody listening, because I think often people go, "But what's she really like in real life?" And she's genuinely that, yeah. a very good 
person, a great mum, really conscientious. Yeah, whereas other famous people. Oh, God, we could tell you some stories. (laughs) 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 On the subject of showbiz. Yep. Gary Barlow. (gasps) We, we, We literally... So we went to a showbiz party and we sat next to Gary Barlow. We love him. And he was so nice. I mean, so, so nice. Uh, Anyone would think he was from the north of England or something. He was that nice. It was freakish. And his missus is really lovely. I know his missus. I used to work with her. She was a dancer back in the day. And uh, I used to work with all the dancers when I was a dancer, as you know. Yes, yes. You were brilliant, famous for your dancing. I was very famous for my Not joking, though. At that party, you did do one of the best caterpillars I've ever seen in my entire life. And then you flicked back at the end of it Mm. onto your two feet. And literally everybody kept coming up to me afterwards going, is that your fella? I was like, yes, it is. Look at him go. I breakdanced on Sunday. Yeah, you were amazing. Did you hurt yourself? No, no. Were you Um, all right the next day? I was fine, yeah. God, you were amazing. Um, but you filmed it, but you just slightly missed it, an artist. You, yeah, because you... I was so busy going, oh my God, look, you're so fantastic. And I thought, I did think, I hope somebody's filmed that because I put a lot of effort into that. Yeah, I, I, like, just I filmed three foot, off. three foot to the right. <laughs> yes. So you can see my foot <laughs> oh, do something amazing. I'm really sorry. Um, did it look good though? It was so good, that's why I was couldn't it? film it. Somebody else should have been filming it, not okay. the person that thinks you're brilliant. Okay. I was really giving it some yeah. welly. Sorry. Um, so um, we met Gary Barlow at this party. Yeah, sorry, yeah, sure, yeah. about your breakdancing. Yeah. It was at lunchtime on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, that's how we roll. Yeah, yes. We're, we're lunatics. I hadn't, I hadn't had a touch of alcohol either. Nope. It was just all ego. Yep. Yeah. No, well, I was and full of it. You were impressing the ladies. Yeah, well, you know. <clears throat> Me and Hannah, we were like, right. woo, <laughs> look at him go. <laughs> I think Joel knew what to do. Mind you, he did a very accomplished caterpillar himself. Yeah, God, I mean, that's youth for you, isn't it? He's like, you know... He's as fit as a butcher's God, dog, that so lad, fit, he? that guy. Makes me sick. You're, you're fit. Don't yeah, I'm nothing yeah, like him. I'm nothing like gorgeous. that fit, though. Anyway, anyway, Gary Barlow said he was yeah. going to send us a gift. And we were quite excited about yeah. it. Yeah. And then he sent it. Well, and you were quite excited by that. I got very excited about it. I was it. just excited by the fact that Gary Barlow sent us something. Yeah, me too. It's exciting. So it turns out that Gary Barlow's got his own wine. Yeah, I know. And what I, what I loved was, because when he was sending me an email going, give me your address. Sorry, you, you, you were miming there, him playing the piano. Yeah. No, it was keyboard. <laughs> yes, I know. It did. Oh, but it, but it, it looked it was like, like piano. Gary Barlow, you did that like it was a... Um, mm-hmm. So we were messaging each other and he said, can I send you some wine? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I said, yes, great. That would be amazing. And... Um, I said, can you tell me a little bit about it? Because we could talk about it on the podcast. And what I thought was really nice was he told me the story. So he he went and he tried to find the best wine that Mm -hmm. was organic and sustainable. And he found that in Spain. Here it is opening. Now, can I ask you something that sounded like castanets? Mm, yeah. Um, is there a thing about cork or or screw top? It sounded like a proper sound effect, that, didn't it? Well, it, it is, because it is what it is. I know, is. but it sounded like something like you would have bought from Google, like the sound effects of wine Do pouring. You know they might they might just snip that out and use it. 
My God, it's really God how much are you having? No, yeah, okay, that's it. I don't like it, but you know, like, if you go to someone's house sometimes, they pour you, you a massive glass. Do you need to let that glass. breathe? Then let it breathe for a minute or two while we just have a little chat about so it. So anyway, yes. um, the place where he found his mm-hmm. organic, sustainable wine was Spain. Mm-hmm. But he really shopped around for it. Like, he, he, mm-hmm. he travelled the globe. And he found it in Spain, and it is now on sale I think exclusively for the moment. Yes. In Morrison's. Oh, is it? Or it's online as well. And um, online, yeah. yeah. Um, at the um, the website, you can go to garyparlorwines.com. Um, or um, you're slightly off mic. Yes, I realise uh, realise that. Or there's a there's a, a place called WineDelivered.co.uk, which doesn't just have his wine; it has Kylie Minogue's rosé as well. Have you things. ever had that? Have not, but I'm gonna I'm gonna do all the celebrity wines. Uh, after this one, um, so um, it's eight pounds a bottle. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good, isn't it? I think that's very good. So I'm going to try the red one. And first can I of all. just say yeah. the picture on GaryBarlowWines.com? It's very he's suave. A, he's isn't a it? lovely looking man, isn't he? Yeah, such a nice person as well. Oh, I and I love the I love the bottle. Can we just describe the bottle? The bottle is a classic dark green, obviously with red wine in it, so it looks very black. And then it's got piano keys all wrapped around it where it says Gary Barlow Organic, which would imply that Gary Barlow is actually organic. But do you know, apparently organic wine gives you less of a hangover as well. Really? Not only is it better for the planet, but it gives you... I'm going to give that a ...gives try. you less of a hangover. Um, I also think that it was his passion to bring out a good wine that was affordable. That is really nice. Is it? It's really nice, yeah. Talk me through it. Well, it's just very easy to drink. <laughs> <laughs> It's the best way I could describe it. Because people bring me wine all the time. I do their yeah. air, they bring me a bottle of wine. People yeah. come round to visit us, yeah. they bring a bottle of wine. And sometimes I think, well, I'll have a glass of red wine. I open it and I think, oh, God, what was I thinking? Like, some of it's really hard to get through. And I like a bit of saucisson or a bit of parma ham or yes. something like that, or a little bit of bread and then mm. a, a little glass of wine watching a movie or something. But mm. some of them are just so tart or Acid, heavy yeah i've not got and a great palate, you don't like so heavy i'm not blaming the wine necessarily i've mm. got a very unsophisticated palate so i just like i like a bourgogne or a pinot noir mm-hmm. or some kind of beaujolais type thing these mm-hmm. are all light fruity easy to drink wines light? this is very light although it's quite dark in color because a friend of mine once said to me hold it up to the light if you can see through it easily it's very light and easy to drink you know and if it's really dark then you know it's quite heavy but this looks dark, but it tastes very, very light. So it says here, the organic red blend from Spain's central Castille is a juicy, unoaked wine displaying aromas of red wild berries with a touch of rosemary mm-hmm. and chocolate. Oh, yeah, definitely. I can taste all of that in there. Really? Yeah, definitely. Can I, I mean, smell? Yeah, yeah, of course. Know, have a I, I haven't had a drink in 29 years, <clears throat> but I... Um, oh, God, it smells amazing. Mm. And we're not just saying this because we met Gary Barlow once. Eight pounds, that smells expensive. Yeah, I am genuinely saying it as something, as a a proper recommendation. I would really... Can I I, I also... I'd buy a case of this. I want to say something Mm -hmm. that's really important for our listeners to know. Mm -hmm. That um, if we ever get sent anything, we always say we can't guarantee that we will talk about it on the podcast. Because um, if... If it doesn't make the cut. Yeah, if we don't like it, we don't want to lie it's to not, anybody. So we would we tried this on air, mm-hmm. but if it hadn't made the cut, 
if you had looked at me and gone, we'd I don't cut, like it, we'd, we'd have cut it we'd out. We'd have cut it out, yeah. Um, because we will not recommend something to you that we don't think, and no amount of money or no, no amount of anything free. We never get paid ever to talk about anything on this podcast. And we might do a sponsorship thing, but yeah. you will always know if it's an advert or a sponsorship yeah. thing. But when we recommend something, we're not paid to do it. We not, no. We're not doing it as a favour to a friend. We're doing it because it's genuinely a good yes. product. And you buy what you're saying, this is a genuinely good product. I would definitely buy a case of this okay. for Christmas or something and have it and, and drink it regularly. Do you drink white wine ever? Uh, not really. Generally speaking, I don't like white wine. But Why? We, um, I think it's Acid? just a bit too acidic for me. Mm-hmm. I've got quite a weak constitution. I've got quite a weak stomach and I think it makes me feel a bit, a bit sickly. Now, I, I think am gonna... you might like this. I'll tell you why. Oh, go on. Because it says it's mm-hmm. pale and bright in colour, displaying aromas, and this is why I think you might like mm-hmm. it, of lime and pear. Oh, I like pear. I pear, love, yeah, right? Yeah. It's not so, it might not be as bitter uh, as Ikea, other. Yeah. They do uh, like a heart of uh, a 75, 750 ml bottle of sparkling pear juice. Oh. And every time we go, me and the kids, yeah. they always go, get the pear juice, get the pear juice. It looks like champagne or something like that. Yeah. And it's just sparkling pear juice. Oh my goodness! Really? It is so nice, yeah. Really? So I'm, I might even pop to IKEA on the way back tomorrow, um, but it's it's really good. I'll get some because you would really you'd really like that, wouldn't you? Yes, I'd love it. And it would be a I bit. I mean, I love any anything. Yeah, you like apple tizer and I things like that. I just love trying yeah. drinks. Apple you tizer, know? apple tizer. Yeah, apple tizer. It's funny, isn't it? Everybody calls it apple tizer. Yeah. It's not. It's apple tizer. Okay. Yeah. I like I like Tizer as well, to be honest. Mm. Right, I'll go and get the white wine. Two oh, seconds. it's in the fridge. Yeah. Um, can I recommend something while you've gone? Yeah, of course. Well, no, I want to talk about it yeah, with yeah. you. Okay. I'll only need two seconds. You're lovely. Hi, everyone. Just wanted to say, Michael is really cute. So... Oh, hi. Hi. I do like a sparkling white wine. Like, I like champagne and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. I, mean, I wouldn't want to drink it all night. But I do, you know, I do quite like that. And, Prosecco? Uh, yeah, I love Prosecco and all that sort of taste. Why do people... Do, does it? Yeah, like, when people say, well, Prosecco, and they go, no, it's champagne, but not Prosecco. I always think, oh, I'm surprised you'd even know the difference. I don't I don't know any sort of sparkling white wine to me, you know. Really? Yeah, I mean, I'm a bit, you know, a bit of a heathen with all this... So this so is, is the it cold? White. Yeah, it's freezing it's nice cold. cold. So the only way I would drink white wine really is yes. with some ice cubes in it or if it's really, really cold. Yes. Um, so I've, I've purposely made this super cold because I think I'm far more likely to enjoy it. Um, okay. Can I also say how yes. nice it is for me to mm-hmm. watch you tasting this wine mm-hmm. and have not one single fibre in my body want to have any? Want to have any. Yeah, well, it's great. just in case anybody's listening and is a bit worried about me. Yeah, yes. <laughs> Being Ooh, sober and he's listening to her. Yeah, 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 he's he's not. Okay. I somebody even said that I could drink again tomorrow and not become mm. an alcoholic. I just wouldn't. I think somebody bought me a bottle of Sancerre, a white Sancerre, once, mm. um, or or, or a poly, polyfumé. I think it was Pre-fume. called. Um, and I remember thinking, oh, that's quite nice. But mm. it's like 19 quid a bottle. Yes. And I think, well, I don't like white wine that, that, that much. Okay, let's What did it sauce. smell like? Can you smell pear? Yeah, but I'm not sure. No. Really, no. Yeah. Yeah, that's... 
I take it all back. I like white wine. Is that nice? <laughs> it's, it's really nice. Is yeah. it? It is. Really nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna. I'd, I'd, I'd be so prepared to go. Yeah, you know, I'm not dead keen on white wine, uh-huh. so you know, I, it's somebody else would need to taste it. But actually, it's really good. Yeah. Oh, I mean, this is slot. like this is really clever. Mm. For him to branch out, he's obviously already a genius songwriter. I could definitely drink that, yeah. But it must be his passion, right? Because he is a very sociable guy, like sitting around with mates, enjoying a glass of wine, and he's turned it into Mm. a brilliant, affordable, successful wine business. He told me... Mm. Are you amazed about the wine? Yeah, I'm amazed how good they are. Yeah, yeah, really, genuinely. Yeah, he told me that um, he's been amazed... By how successful the it's been. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And do you know why? Because it's good. Yeah. It, it nice. doesn't matter what your name is. Yeah. If your product isn't good, it's not going to sell. I totally agree with this. When people get wrapped up in a name of their business, yeah. I think it just doesn't really matter what no. your business is called. Nobody, no. nobody, Nobody's bought a Starbucks before. But it doesn't matter before. if like, you're a celebrity. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. It's like, just it doesn't as long matter as it if it's good. got Gary yeah. Barlow on the front. Yeah, yeah. If it's not good, people won't buy it again. They might buy the first bottle. Mm-hmm. But they won't go back, repeat business. And you know what? He's done a very good job. And and Philip Schofield's not sent us a box of his wine. You know what I mean? (laughs) No, but listen, I want you to do celebrity taste tests. You've got to... Let's do that. But we we mustn't have anything on Yeah, I don't want to say anything negative. We're not going to say anything negative about anyone. If it makes the cut, it's on the podcast. It's on the podcast. Thank you very much, Gary Barlow. I don't know if you'll ever listen to this or not, but uh, I'm very, very grateful. I'm going to enjoy those wines. Absolutely. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. I would like to now talk about... Um, the School of Life. Yes, I and love the school. I mean, Alain de Botton's brilliant. They, so we've, we've recommended them before, but I'll mm. give you a brief overview of the School of Life. It was founded in 2008. Its headquarters are in London, but it's also got branches in Amsterdam, Berlin, Istanbul, Paris, Sao Paulo and Taipei. It was founded by Alain de Botton and Sophie Howarth. Alain de Botton is a kind of philosopher, um, psychotherapist, is he? Psychologist? Anyway... Um, revenue website is theschooloflife.com and it says here that the revenue is $42 million. Wow. That's, That's all right, isn't it? amazing. Yeah. And the mission statement is, it's an organisation built to help us find calm, self-understanding, resilience and connection, especially during troubled times. 
We place emphasis on the need to understand ourselves better so that we can secure serenity and make optimally reliable decisions, particularly around love and work. So the School of Life YouTube channel is absolutely worth subscribing to. They have amazing um, YouTube videos on everything, on everything that you could ever need to know about. But they contacted me a while back and said, could you um, give us a quote on a book that we're writing called The Good Enough Parent? And I was like, well, you need to send me a copy of it. And I have, um, I have read the book and I did give them a comment to put at the beginning of the book. Um, I said, why did I not have this book earlier? <laughs> because my kids have sort of almost yes. grown up now. It's but it's concise, true, easy to understand and makes complete sense, which mm. is a very school of life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if, you're, you, if you're a parent, get this book, and I stand by that. It would be a very good Christmas present. Mm-hmm. It's a kind of small, not, I always think, overly showy-offy Christmas gifts are not very nice. Yes. I'll tell you what we should do at this point. We should say to Olivia, because she'll listen to this podcast, mm. is to do a Christmas gifts uh, uh, thing, thing in the in Instagrams. The yes. Because okay. the book, little book I mentioned last week would be a great yeah. little gift as well, okay. as would this one. We could start and it's a small stuff. Anyway, yeah. it's called, that's a really good idea. Mm. It's called The Good Enough Parent, How to Raise Contented, Interesting and Resilient Children. Mm-hmm. I love that idea, right? It's not about how to stop tantrums or yeah, how yeah. to get your kids to eat greens. It's about how to develop them emotionally. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I thought you in particular would be interested by this because it's something that we talk about a lot. Yeah. And it says, you can't make things too nice for them. Yep. I... Modern culture is vexed and appalled by the thought that development might require suffering. I mean, we say this all the time, right? Absolutely. We have been traumatised by the barbaric old-fashioned enthusiasm for punishment. The view expressed by generations of statistic schoolmasters that success demands pain, that there is a necessary relationship between early discomfort and humiliation and later strength and character. We've not merely rejected old mechanisms for inflicting suffering. We've, for the most part, sought to abolish suffering altogether. Kindness has been triumphant, Mm -hmm. yet... This attempt to abolish suffering involves waging a counterproductive and ultimately cruel war with the facts of human nature. We know from our own experience that we've grown through things that had a painful side to them, that, we, that there were terrors, rejections and disappointments that made us more mature and better able to pursue our goals. So it goes on yeah. to talk about the fact that you can't guarantee kids goodness you can't guarantee anybody's goodness you can't guarantee their success it's in a way making us and you've also talked to me a lot about this making us less anxious parents yeah so when it says the good enough parent it's about stop stressing Mm -hmm. about trying to control Mm -hmm. your kids outcome guidance being there you know following their path easing them into things talking things through but not trying to kind of stop them from doing this or make them do that Mm. or you've got to be happy or don't let anything bad happen to them or it's it's exactly what we've always said but in a really really brilliantly written Mm -hmm. book what i also love about this book sorry and then i'm going to shut up what i love about this book is Mm -hmm. that it's not written by anybody it's written by the school of life oh okay there is nobody named on oh, this really? book. Oh, really? No. 
Oh, that's interesting, isn't mm. it? So, just... so the school of life has become an author. <laughs> wow. And there's a whole bunch of people in it. Yeah. God, that's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. I'm fascinated by Alan de Botton. You should go on his, uh, not, not you, but the, the, the listeners perhaps, um, just go onto his YouTube channel or the School of Life YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. And just watch some of his lectures yeah. and some of his talks. He does amazing ones, but he does great, great bits of philosophy around marriage and relationships that are massively mm. helpful, I think. Because mm. we all know, you know, relationships are tricky from time to time and mm-hmm. you need a little bit of guidance and a bit of help because. You know, they and work, often they do go some wrong. Really know. good ones around work. Oh, okay. And being brave enough to mm. change jobs. Or anyway, it's such a good website. But YouTube channel, like Michael said, and I said earlier, is a real must so see. I first stumbled across Alan de Botton and a book called Essays in Love, which is the first yes. book he wrote. And then mm. a friend of mine made a film out of it, and I was in. You were in it. I was in the that shoe. film. Um, but Richard Bacon got him on his podcast. There was this podcast called The Daily Bacon, which I really liked. But he opened by talking about Alan de Botton's father, who was called Gilbert, who was the head of the Rothschild Bank, and then created a business and sold it for five hundred million pounds, which is amazing, isn't it? Like, Crazy. Um, but it must be great, I guess, for Alan de Botton to be in this amazing position of being able to just explore these amazing ideas and then spread that word around the world you know it's so valuable i guess having access to information like that and then being able to to spread it around it's brilliant um our friend who's Mm. a listener he's called graham heron yeah yeah um what is his instagram account Um, can you find it yeah of course i can yeah yeah so i'm going to talk about him very quickly so he's revolutionized our life in our house because he and i was a little bit like we had your friend pip to come and stay last night (laughs) and pip laughed at our electric blinds that we've got in our house and graham heron came and fitted our electric blinds but he also made our curtains electric and i was very much like pip yeah i was of the like Oh my God, if you stop opening and closing your curtains, you are going to just turn into the laziest SOB ever. Like, you've just got to get up and open your curtains yourself. I cannot tell you the luxury of lying in bed and double clicking on the remote and the curtains and the blinds all opening at the same time. Not only do I feel like I'm in an episode of, or like a scene from The Wolf of Wall Street, I. I just, it's its the biggest luxury. And at night when you're really tired yeah. and you don't have to go and lo- lower oh the blinds God, and know, close the know, curtains, you just click the button. Anyway, I cannot recommend yes. electric blinds high enough. And if you want to uh, find out about them, he lives kind of in middle England, doesn't he? He lives in Spot- Suffolk. Yeah, he's in so Suffolk, he could yes. he could go north, yeah. he could go south, um, he could advise you, but he's Graham underscore heron yeah on instas he's an old mate of mine from leyland weirdly um, and but uh, he ended up living over there so he got back can't in, recommend them yeah home. he got in touch with me and then said if you need your blinds doing let me know but god i'm so glad we got him in oh, to do god. it because it's so good a gift and weirdly not nearly as expensive as you no no and that was yes. the other thing i wanted yeah. to say thank you mm. um because i thought it would be so much i thought it would be prohibitively expensive mm. But it's not. Or you think you'd have to channel cables yes. in the wall. They're all radio-controlled, radio battery-operated. So next to your light switch, you just have a button, that, and just like a light switch. And they but don't have to you dig don't have any... To drill into your walls. Yeah. You don't have to channel anything They just out. stick it on the wall. Yeah, it's all radio-controlled. They're utterly brilliant. I totally agree. 
Um, okay, so um, Instagram account that I want yeah, to talk oh, about. Yeah, oh good, yeah, I love yeah. Instagram accounts. I'm so, always looking to follow. I don't know how I stumbled across this guy. He just came up in my feed. I don't know what he was doing in my search feed, mm. but he appeared. Oh, you showed me yes. one of this guy's posts. I have never been so happy. Yeah. After you showed it to me, it was the sweetest thing I'd ever So seen. he's called Francis underscore Bourgeois 43. Oh, I love that. Bourgeois. Yeah. So, and he, it says video creator on his Instagram. And it says, here, I will post behind the scenes, train spotting and my TikTok videos. So he's obviously on TikTok as well. What I was amazed about is when it said followed by, and I clicked on there, we have four, 14 mutual friends on Instagram. I so love that. So 14 people who? that I follow, that, that we follow, are also following this guy. It's now 15 it's gone up. I'm like, maybe you've just started following him. No. So Ben Turner's a friend of mine who's a photographer. Uh, Cameron Turnbull, who's Ulrika Johnson's son, who is a cameraman, who's just a really lovely guy. So what's his name again, Michael? Uh, he's Sorry. called Francis, Francis underscore Bourgeois 43. Um, so he's a train spotter, essentially. I think he's about 21 or 22 years old, and he's so unbelievably excited. <gasps> how many followers has he got on Instagram? 318,000. Do you know how many he's got on TikTok? No. 668,000. Wow. <gasps> wow. So I'm going to play something so you can hear it, but his love of trains and enthusiasm for it, for just a kind of simple thing, is so infectious and such a relief because we're mainly watching people fall over, fall off a bike, yeah. fall off a skateboard, yeah. like crash into something, someone get soaked by a puddle and a bus going by. Like, yeah. we're all normally entertained by things that are quite horrible and a little bit nasty yes. where somebody hurts themselves or their feelings are hurt or something. This I, is something. I don't, I don't like that. I like dogs and babies. But this is something. But you probably like a dog who falls off the sofa. No. It's quite funny. No. But this guy this, just loves the train hooting. So, let me... Hang on a second. I was just about to get the underground from King's Cross Station, and I thought, I might as well just check to see what's on the front of the lead service. And it's her! Oh, the train's going past, and the driver was such a legend. Oh. Honestly, just brought so much happiness to me. I was just—I mean, right? I mean, it's so good, isn't it? So, and there was this one other one that was very funny. So, this is the one. Well, that's the one that's been reposted by memes are and stuff like that. Right. Because the train's called Dick My Butt. Yes. Which is a very odd name to call the train, I mean. right? Train going into a tunnel and all of that stuff. Have I taken it too far? 
Um, but You're just saying what we were all thinking. Yes, exactly. So please go and follow this guy because when you watch his posts, you just can't help thinking, oh my God, this, fa- this guy has found his thing, right? Oh, it's and, like, and it is like, find one thing that you're passionate about and then do it and people will follow you because yeah. you are just loving what you do. It's very, very nice. And he bumps into He's other, lovely, thank he, you. He bumps into other train spotters and he, you can see them all enjoying themselves. But when he gets a train to hoot, he, it's just like the greatest thing that's ever happened. And it's when you watch really it, lovely. I find myself watching it with just the biggest smile on my face ever. And I think, oh, wow, how has this happened? But we've lived in this very weird place. So I went for a screen test once for 10 years younger to be the hairdresser on 10 years younger. Yeah. And the woman screen testing me for, for it, wanted me to be really horrible about the people that were coming in. She yes. said, no, be more nasty about them. Like, talk about their big nose or their big teeth or, yes. and how their hair's not making the most of them and yes. how they've been stupid by damaging their Can't hair and all that. It. And I was like, no, I don't want to be horrible to these people. But it was in the time of Simon Cowell. Oh, my God, wait. What? Can I tell you something yeah? about Gary Barlow? Yeah. So the reason why... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I sort mm. of knew Gary Barlow mm. was because when I auditioned for The Word before I got into telly... Mm-hmm. Take That were the band that we had to interview for the audition. And we were pretty much told to rip into them. Yes, take the piss out of these lot. Everybody had taken the piss out of them all day, but it's you and I Mm -hmm. are the same. Yeah. It is not in our nature to do that or to be mean to people or to be nasty. And so when I interviewed them, I wasn't. I was really nice and we got on really well and we actually ended up having quite a laugh and they were really funny. Yeah. And then they became massive, and mm. I ended up getting a job at MTV. And our paths crossed quite a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd yeah. interview them all. We'd seen, but they were always super nice to me because I'd been nice to them, and I was very happy because they'd been nice to me back. So yes. it had been a nice, pleasant exchange. I didn't get the job um, no. because because you weren't probably, nasty enough. Yeah, too yeah. nice. But it's interesting that it was an era when. Yeah. Nasty well, TV work. I didn't get the job on 10 years younger, mm. and I should have done because I was mm. bloody good. But um, I know I blow my no, trumpet are. there, but no, I should have done. But, um, but it was at the time of Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen mm. Nightmares where he was yeah. shouting at everybody. Mm. Sam and Cal's being horrible at everybody mm. singing. You know, it was this huge thing that everybody had to be horrible. Mm. And it's just so nice that all that's gone away now. Mm. And to see somebody happy do something nice for themselves and just rejoice in it, it was like, oh God, it's a breath of fresh air. Thank God. Why did it take so long and for anyone really to nice realise that? And what's kids on TikTok are clearly, he's talking to them yeah. too in a really nice way. But when I look through the mutual followers, the people who follow him, like Jonathan Yale's wife follows him, Nick Frost, you know, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost follow him. I was like, oh, this isn't just me. There's a thirst for, like, mm. seeing something joyous, you know. Mm. My God, it was great. So go and follow that. Francis Bourgeois 43. It's, uh, it's a great little treat. Let's talk about the mighty Ben Castle, who oh. messaged us. Uh, so we talked about Ben Castle on last week's podcast because he had a picture on his Instagram of him with Gregory Porter. Mm-hmm. And... Um, uh, you know, I was just obsessed with Gregory Porter at the moment, especially this song called Concord. Mm-hmm. And then Ben heard about it, I think, and then he messaged us. Um, but one thing I did forget to say last week was that, um, obviously, he was the son of Roy Castle, and Roy Castle died of lung cancer, but he died of lung cancer from secondhand smoke. He was never a smoker himself, and he got it directly from playing in jazz clubs as a trumpet player. And he was, like, the starting point of it being recognised as as a reason for why you shouldn't smoke indoors. So 
um, tragic as his death was, it brought about a significant change in pubs and restaurants throughout Britain because it was crystal clear that you could get lung cancer from breathing in the smoke of other people. So that's amazing, that, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. And also important to say that not everybody gets lung cancer from smoking. Yes. You can, you don't, not everybody brings it on themselves. Oh, no, of course, right, yeah, sorry, I I, I didn't mean... um, No, I mean, I know what you meant, but I was just sort of saying that as an additional thing. Um, so we we posted a little thing on our Instagram of him playing the saxophone while his dad played the trumpet oh, on yeah. our Instagrams today. I don't know yeah. if anybody saw that one. I posted that on mine too. Um, and then it says, and then he messaged us and he says, oh, by the way, Gregory Porter wrote Concord when he was on a plane imagining that most journeys on Concord were for work and business, uh, taking you away from family, but he was imagining it purely as the quickest way to get back oh, to loved ones. I love that. And he says that. that's how he introduces it on gigs. If anyone's not listened to that song yet, have a listen to Concord by Gregory Porter. But um, whenever Ben Castle's in town, we've either got to go and see him play. He used to play Ronnie Scott's all the time. And we've uh, got he plays to, with lots, we've of, got to go and lots see him. of brilliant people. He produced uh, Carleen Anderson's last album. Oh, did he? Uh, yes, um, which she did a cover of Don't Look Back in Anger on. I don't know if anyone's heard that or not, but I'll play it to you later. Um, it's nothing like the Oasis version, first of all. Ben found this old kind of honky-tonk piano for her to play this song on, and she just plays the piano in a rather peculiar kind of way. The piano's got a very particular sound to it. And then she sings a kind of gospel version of Don't Look Back in Anger, which is just wow. like... Oh, wow, it's nothing it's like an Oasis song. It's incredible, but he produced that album for her. And um, he's brilliant, Ben, anyway. So, yes, we'll definitely go out and uh, hook up with uh, him and his missus when they're, whenever they're in town. Um, let's have a look, see if we've got some more shout-outs can here. You, can you both I can, them? yes. Shall I let her in? Yeah, go on. Let me just go on. Uh, Hannah Fold. Keep going, keep uh, going. Is here. Uh, a Brit in Sydney, it says on our Instagram. Just wanted to send a recommendation. I think Michael and the boys would like it. It's called The Billion Dollar Code. It's a series on Netflix about the start of Google Earth. Uh, it's really great. God, I really like the sound of that. Was it a documentary? Uh, the Billion Dollar Code. Um, so that looks good to me. Let's have a little look. What else we've got? She's a bit unsettled. Yeah. Oh, God. Can I just say, I just want to do a big shout-out to any fellow dog owners out there. If you'd like to recommend any calming ideas for dogs i have got the thunder um coat that you can put on a dog Uh, to calm calm them down i've also got um cbd oil um that i can give her to try calm her down but i mean she's very anxious tonight and i'm wondering whether she can either hear fireworks from somewhere that i can't i can't but yeah, good luck to anybody that's um, going to be dealing with fireworks in the next couple of weeks. Uh, Claire Cowles is sending us a box of sweets and coffee and treats from New Zealand. <gasps> we mentioned this, I think, last week. So oh, great. They're in the posts. She's oh, great. Saying, I thought M and D would enjoy testing out some things that you might not have in the UK. Oh, great. Who knows how long it'll take, but hopefully before Christmas. But she's saying just how much um, the great maid was, and she's glad Haven't... you were enjoying maid. Haven't, um, oh yeah, Maid's great. Yeah. Haven't um, New Zealand just signed a trade deal with the UK? Yes, I think they have, um, yeah. So we may be getting more Kiwi sweets and products. You never know. And uh, Sarah Detheridge, 
It's a quite a good surname, Deatheridge. I like that. It rolls off the tongue quite nicely. It says, oh my God, I might be about 25 years behind, but I was listening uh, to your podcast this morning and realised that you two have the same initials just the other way round. <laughs> Why has it taken me so long to notice this? DM and MD. What? And you know what's really great mm-hmm. is that I had a DM in my house, mm-hmm. a D and an M, and now... It's like they're on the shelf, but it looks like we've been kind of a sort of sickly couple that yeah. have got their initials. And <clears throat> DM and a, D. Um, so sometimes we have them up as DM. Yeah. And then sometimes we have them up as MD. Yeah. And, you know, I'm people's mum and you're people's dad. It, like, works on a thousand different levels. We'll have to see whatever the tattoo brings when we get a tattoo. Mm, mm. We could have a dum 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 Okay, that's us this week. Um, do you know it. what's so funny about mm-hmm. this podcast? Mm-hmm. I do sometimes worry that I just haven't got enough to talk about. <clears throat> and then I always end up not being able to talk about everything that I suddenly yeah. think of. It is crazy yeah. how... I know. I've been how... trying to talk about a Quentin Tarantino documentary now for about six weeks. It's crazy. And, uh, every Can time. you hear that? What is it? Very loud music. Music downstairs. Yeah. Um, anyway, I'm not going to talk about the Quentin Tarantino documentary. No, I'm just basically going to say to you right now. No, I'm just going to say to you, it's called QT8. And it's a documentary on Amazon Prime about the first eight films of Quentin Tarantino and his life. I, I just had to get that out because I couldn't have it in my notes for any longer. Um, and you, we've got to watch it? Is it good? It's brilliant. Is it? It's brilliant. Oh, yeah. okay, great. If you like movies, um, yeah. it's just brilliant. Quentin yeah. Tarantino didn't go to film school. Did you know that? No. He worked in a blockbuster movie hire shop. Yes, I'd heard that. And then he, he made Reservoir Dogs. Stop it. He wrote two films before that they wouldn't let him direct. And then he wrote and directed Reservoir Dogs. <gasps> the rest is history. So, just goes to show. You can do what you like. What well, kind of. Uh, lots of love, everybody. Oh, Michael, you just went really professional just then. I know. I rounded it up. Oh, my God, he rounded it up. We should get a radio show. No, let's stay doing this. I don't want a, I don't want a radio show. I'd quite like a radio show, no? A radio show? Which channel? Um, Manifest it. Okay, well, either Radio 2. I'd love it. would be radio good on Radio 2. Or Virgin Radio with no adverts. Yeah, but only Chris Evans can get away with that, right? I think, I think Graham Norton does it with no adverts as well. I realise that we're really? not Graham Norton or Chris or Evans. Chris Evans. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. If there's any radio producers out there that want a couple of middle-aged broadcasters, then just give us a shout. Speak to her agent, you know. I love I, you. I love one. Are you talking to me? No. Okay. See you later, everybody. <laughs>
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.